Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Hello, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you? Well, it's been a week of checking out my autopilot thinking. You know, you called it a wild ride, and there were several moments of watching my inner process when all that I could say was, indeed it is, DJ. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was keenly aware of the resistance and what sometimes caused barriers to practice. Mostly, it's about making it a routine. You know, what I tell myself is that I don't have time. And the truth is, most of the practices can be slept into my current schedule if I set that intention. You know, I've learned that it won't happen consistently without that. Oh, good, Anna. You know, it's important to see what's going on in all the frenzy. You know, and, and you're absolutely right about setting an intention for practice time. Tell me, you know, what else did you notice about the autopilot thinking? Well, it's constant. You know, one thought leads to another and another, like an infinite chain. You know, most relevant piece for me were the thoughts that I was able to recognize way in the background. You describe them like the radio turned low, barely perceptible. The noisy thoughts are right up front focusing, but those in the background are sneaky. Either way, I... I found a never-ending stream of thoughts and sensations, and I'm starting to know how thoughts kick up our other sensations. Well, that's that's really amazing. You you really did a fine job there. You know, you're on to a significant dimension of mindful awareness by tracking all of these various patterns. You know, this experience is often called bare attention. I love that, bare attention. You know, and it's the ability to pay direct attention to both the internal and external experiences, yet not in an intense or rigid way. You know, the term suggests, the term bear suggests, you know, that that the awareness rests on the object of our intention, say our breath, you know, in a light and relaxed way. So we begin to build this skill, you know, when we're concentrating solely on the breath, which we did in the beginning. You know, we're paying attention to the sensations of our breathing with a gentleness and curiosity. You know, and when our thoughts and other sensations pull us away or our mind wanders, you know, we gently escort our attention back to the breath, you know, and, and we follow the same path with our body scan, you know, tracking the sensations of the body, the mind drifts, we check where it's gone, and we bring our attention back to our sensations. These were the practices where we concentrated on one or two things, the breath and body. So the welcoming breath and the breath and body practices and the body scan were all concentration practices, strengthening our ability to maintain bare attention. That's right. That's right. And in our last conversation, we broadened our attention to include sounds because they're so very similar to thoughts and how they arise in our awareness. You know, so we, we included the sounds in the environment, and then we move from the sounds to our thoughts. And this opens us up to receiving all sensations, all the sensations as they come and as they go. And this is the receptive mode. And it's often referred to as open monitoring or, or kind of a, a choiceless awareness. We're showing up in awareness to all the sensations, 
internal, external, as they arise, they come, they persist for a while, and then they go. So to fully know what's happening in the moment, we have to expand our awareness to include all the thoughts and all the feelings and body signals as they arise in the moment. And we practice this from a neutral position of witnessing or watching moment by moment. I can see why it's called the opening monitoring or choiceless awareness. The only control we're exerting is to show up with our awareness and watch what's playing out. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the observer self that we've talked about. The observer self. You know, that part of our consciousness that's aware of our direct experience. And by taking a very neutral stance, there's no criticism or directive about it. You know? It's merely informing us. It's, it's saying, this is what's going on right now. So, you know, we're, we're in the present moment and we're with what's occurring as it unfolds. And by not reacting to our restless mind with any kind of judgment or criticism, we normalize the process. Our observer self says something like, ah, yes, this is, this is what that untrained mind does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it moves incessantly. And And we're just going to gently and with kindness bring our mind back to the focus of our intention and just see what happens, you know, and the attention, whenever it wanders, we just bring it back. Well, I'm very familiar with that, Dr. Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little more about the observer self's neutral position? Yes, sure. You know, the observer self doesn't have an opinion. It doesn't get into any criticism or judgment. It's merely reporting what's happening, you know, and and it may at times pose a question like it might say to me, Jane, um, do you want to continue this way? You know, or the observer self can sometimes help clarify a pattern by assisting with a label of the experience. So it it might look at a thought or, or a sensation and it might let me know that I'm worrying or yeah, this is complaining, or mm, yes, you're judging, or it might pick up tension in the body. You know, I've found that over time, as we practice observing our thoughts and feelings and behaviors, you know, we can become very skillful at being able to discern what's occurring in the moment. Even those barely perceptible thoughts and sensations, Anna, you know, that radio in the background is down low, you know, and, and this is the importance of regular practice, you know, and as you experienced, Anna, you know, the mind can be tricky, it can be complicated, and we can get trapped and hijacked in those thought chains. So one thought leads to another and another and another. Yes, the mind can get very tricky. And the practice is to be the witness, to watch the thoughts as they show up. It was easier to notice and track the sounds in the practice. Well, I think you're right. And <clears throat> part of that is that, that when sounds enter our awareness, they, f- they feel like they have more impact. They feel more solid. You know, thoughts are usually more subtle. They have a way of, of almost like lulling us away from our intention to be present, you know. And, and so often we're, we're in a practice and <clears throat> all of a sudden 10 minutes go by and we kind of wake up to the fact that we've been lost in a daydream or a plan of some sort, you know. Um, Another important feature um, that eventually arises in the practices is the difference between being aware of a thought 
and thinking a thought. Dr. Jane, this sounds interesting. So I'm looking at a thought or, or thinking it. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> but, you know, the question kind of makes me dizzy, but can you explain that? Sure, sure. You know, it, it's, it's interesting. And the difference tends to be very subtle. So what, what, what needs to happen is we need to feel into it. You know, a thought that we're aware of feels lighter. We're observing it. So there's, there's this distance from it. I'm watching it. We can experience our position as witnessing or as the watcher of the thought. Thought shows up, it may linger momentarily, and then it kind of moves along. Kind of like when in our practice, when we talked about, <clears throat> pardon me, like the clouds moving across the sky of the mind. You know, we can take a moment to experience this and just notice the thought stream. You know, we're looking at it. We're not in the fray. We're not attaching to anything that's arising. We can be interested. We can be curious. Yet we're still at a distance watching. Yes, I, I get that. You know, I, I can still sense my breath, sensations of my body, and notice my thoughts. Aren't you impressed? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on it. You're on it. You know, and, and that's right. And, and when we're in the observer self, we're privy to the whole experience. You know, and in contrast, when when our, our our when we're in the thinking experience, you know, our our thinking experience feels heavier. You know, it pulls us in. You know, once we're immersed in it, it's moving us. We're no longer in control, so it keeps us moving along to the next thought in the chain. You know, and it's enormously distracting. And this is the what we referred to as the cognitive conceptual process of thinking. We're not an outside observer. We're in the process. And if we get lost in the process, you know, the observer self can show up and does show up. It's fully capable of alerting us and saying, you know, like, what's up? Or, 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 ooh, where did I go? And then we're able to move with intention back to our attention to whatever our, our, our focus was and move out of the thinking process back to the position of witnessing whatever is arising. You know, we kind of step off that runaway train, step back from the tracks, and back into that position of awareness. Wow, the observer self to the rescue, right? (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. Well, I sometimes wish it would rescue me sooner than it does. Oh, yes. You know, I I agree, Anna. You know, and that's that's why we continue the practices, you know, and let me be clear, you know, I'm not in no way suggesting you know, that there's anything wrong with the cognitive conceptual process, you know, the thinking process, or even the thought stream. You know, these processes are amazing gifts. You know, it's a, it's a case of intention. You know, the question is, is this useful in the moment? You know, is this what I need to be doing? So it's a matter of cultivating the skill of awareness so that, that we really can discern What's useful? What's appropriate? What's the next right thing in this moment? I get to choose. Well, pretty much. Pretty much, yes. You know, providing that we're awake and aware, yeah, we get to choose. For instance, you know, when I'm in a creative process, I want to be very intentionally in my conceptual thinking. Yet I can get distracted by thoughts in the background that you, 
honest to gosh, they can completely derail my creativity. Thoughts like some unfinished business with someone, some discord, maybe an anticipation of a plan in the future. You know, and I have to tell you, what really derails me is any hint of computer glitches. That really gets me. You know, and I want to be aware of these disruptions as quickly as possible and get back to work. That's my original intention. So if I linger in the disruptive mind, you know, pretty soon other reactions take place. You know, my mood shifts. You know, I kind of get into that funky mood or I might feel anxiety or worry or or even physical symptoms. You know, remember our body responds, you know, to the thinking, you know, and it responds differently to thinking compared to watching our thoughts. You know, usually in our, when our, our body is reacting to the thinking process, you know, there's more intensity to the reaction. You know, the body reacts because it's unable to discern what's real versus what's imagined in the situation. So with watching thoughts, there's that distance, you know, it's happening, but not necessarily to me. So it's, it's kind of like watching a movie, you know, I might have some reaction, but it's not directly happening to me. Yes, this makes sense. You know, you often say the body believes everything we think. That's right. That's right. You know, our thoughts set up a corresponding reaction in the body. It could be muscular tension, you know, a shift in the GI tract, a cardiac and respiratory kind of changes. You know, we have to remember that our neural networks all work together and the thinking brain can create a thought really easy, really quickly um, that something is dangerous. You know, and so I get into that, I think a lion is chasing me. And this signals the primitive brain, which is only concerned with our survival. So it perceives the danger, it gears up us up physiologically to do one of two things, you know, fight or run, run. So, you know, it's important to remember when the thoughts are paired with a physical reactivity, they're going to feel more like facts. So we tend to be more into believing them. Mm -hmm. And then we're often running with all the heightened physical reactivity. Always. Yeah. And sometimes we aren't even aware of what's happening in our bodies. You know, even with less extreme reactivity, we can overlook or, or sometimes have blind spots when it comes to physical, you know, or, or emotional uneasiness caused by these thought patterns. You know, and this has everything to do with the fact that the thought process demands so much of our attention that we might not notice these changes until we experience significant pain or discomfort. So with practice, we're going to become more skillful at detecting when we're engaging and thinking rather than our observing thoughts. That's right. That's right. You know, it's why we intentionally use um, the concentration practices or that bare attention as a tool before we move into more of that open monitoring stance. You know, we're training our wild, restless puppy mind. And and so first we want to really, with full intention, direct our attention to whatever that is that we're going to focus on. You know, and this is used in all of our concentration practices. You know, we started with our breath. And then we allow our minds to be in that receptive mode, you know, that broader spectrum, taking in other stimuli, you know. from all directions, you know, and sequentially tracking what's happening, what's showing up in the moment, like we did with the, with the sounds and the thoughts. So we're we're revisiting, placing our intention and our attention in the present moment. Yes. 
And we deepen into this concentration practice. I should say, as we deepen into this concentration practice, you know, we, we notice that, that we experience our thought process slowing down. And this can enable us um, in our awareness skills to really zero in on and examine the nuances of our thoughts. Well, it sounds like our attention grows to a capacity, acting like a microscope to get a close-up view of what's taking place in those hard-to-reach places in the thought stream. Yes. You know, this method of concentration is sometimes called one-pointed awareness or one-pointedness of mind. You know, and we start with the concentration as we did on the breath and then the body sensations. And this is a vital part of training the mind. It provides a reference point. You know, we're focusing on the breath. The mind wanders. We become aware that the mind has wandered and we bring it back to the breath. The breath is the reference point or the anchor point. And from this point, you know, we can view the many changes that occur in our normal thinking and feeling and sensory processes. So, for example, we breathe very intentionally and then our mind wanders and we bring it back again and again and again. Well, that, that's it, Anna, you know, <laughs> and, and it's also interesting to explore the deepening concentration in our practices, sensing the body, you know, because when we first begin our practice, you know, observing sensations like the bottoms of our feet, contact with the furniture, eventually in the body scan, you know, we're looking at each region of the body. We initially find ourselves thinking about our hands or our feet, you know, and trying to feel into them, trying to make something happen. Or at least, or at least early on, you know, hopeful that something would happen or could happen. Well, that sounds familiar, and it, it often helped me when you suggested what we might be feeling, like the solidness of the floor, the furniture holding us, or tension around the mouth and tongue. Yes, you know. Eventually, as we continue to practice, we move away from that kind of conceptual thinking. And we really more fully experience the sensations as they arise, you know, as they arise that, you know, it's kind of like we're letting them happen. We're allowing ourselves to be open to what's happening. So if the focal point was sensing our hands, we may start with thinking about our hands, you know, and then moving to noticing maybe the temperature or texture of the hands, any tingling in the hands, you know, air brushing across the hands. But eventually, we may notice that the edges of our hands almost, it's like they almost disappear. And we have a pure sensory experience without the conceptual boundary of the hands. They're just sensations in the area where our hands are. You know, and, and this takes time and practice. And our experiences will continue to morph and change with each new encounter with awareness. Dr. Jane, it's an ongoing process of experiencing whatever shows up. Yes, that's exactly it. Without any expectations about how it will show up or, you know, really without comparing it to what's happened in previous practices or even what other people say might be happening in their practices. You know, we're always in the present moment with what's happening to us. So what shall we practice this week? Well, I, I'd like to stay with the three-minute breathing space because that's a wonderful way to keep us reconnected to our awareness, but also continue 
with the Observing Our Thoughts practice. How about a quick review of the Observing Our Thoughts practice? What do you think? Sure, Anna. Sure. You know, first we want to get settled into a comfortable position. We want to have a dignified posture. And we want to gently and kindly follow the process, okay, the sequence. So we're going to start with a welcoming breath. We're going to be focusing on sensing the in-breath and the out-breath of our body's response to the breath. It's kind of being with the breath, allowing that to happen. And then we're going to move just really slowly and naturally into a mini scan of the body. Any contact we're feeling to furniture, clothing, sensations of the body. And then we move from there. Once we do this, this entire kind of scan of the body, we move into receiving sounds, letting the sounds come to us and noticing the quality of sounds, noticing how they appear sometimes seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and then let the sounds fade into the background. And then we're going to move into the thought stream. We're going to notice thoughts as they arise, any quality of thoughts, and observe them moving across that sky of the mind. Just let them come up, linger, and move on. And be open to, to all thoughts that pass through. And notice if feelings are being triggered by certain thoughts. Just noticing that. And then allowing our experience to be just as it shows up. We're not looking to interpret or control anything. And if an experience feels overwhelming... We can't seem to extract ourselves from it. We can always come back to solely focusing on the breath again. So we want to be open to the observer within us. And also notice that there's the observer and there's also the thinker getting focused in on the thinking and getting pulled into the thinking. Okay, so be open to your observer and the thinker. And notice when you get pulled into the thought stream. That was a wonderful review, Dr. Jane. And a question for this week? Anna, I'd like to do more of an exploration rather than one simple question. Um, how about if, if we ask ourselves, you know, am I able to relax into the sequence? Am I able to let myself sense the various components? You know, am, am I able to sense my breath or feel the sensations of, of the mini scan? You know, am I able to receive the sounds and allow thoughts to arise? You know, and am I able to allow my experience to be very, very natural or am I trying to make something happen? Wow. It's a rich exploration. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jane. Thank you, Anna. I want to remind our listeners that all the practices can be found on Conversations for the Good YouTube videos. Until our next conversation. <laughs>